Welcome to UBS On Air. My name is Nicole Sebastian, and I am a member of the Family Advisory and Philanthropy Services team. The mission of our group is to serve as a thought partner to exceptional families. We understand that our clients' needs extend beyond the purely financial, so we take a strategic and sustainable approach to managing their wealth for continuity. We work with UBS financial advisors and their clients to clarify and articulate shared values and goals, bridge the gap between generations to perpetuate family legacies, and help to develop well-thought-out plans to support client family goals and philanthropic aspirations with an eye towards maximizing impact. Our UBS Global Philanthropy Services team consists of over 50 team members who are based across the world and work directly with UBS's most valued clients, helping them, in short, to achieve their philanthropic aspirations, locally, nationally, and globally. It is a real privilege to have Ray DeBain with us today. Ray is the CEO of Invis, a New York-based global investment firm he co-founded in 1985. Invis's primary focus is on private equity investments in the U.S., Europe, and Asia, and its evergreen investment strategy in deals such as Keebler, Weight Watchers, and Blue Buffalo have grown Invis's modest initial pool of capital to over $8 billion, without ever raising outside funds and after significant distributions to shareholders. Invis manages its liquidities through its own long-only global biotech and tech-oriented public stock portfolio, as well as its own fund of long-short equity hedge funds. Prior to forming Invis in 1985, Ray was a manager for the Boston Consulting Group in Paris. He holds an MBA from Stanford Graduate School of Business, an MS in Food Science and Technology from the University of California, Davis, and a B.S. in Agricultural Sciences and Agricultural Engineering, with distinction, from the American University of Beirut. Mr. DeBain is chairman of the Board of Weight Watchers and Lexicon Pharmaceuticals, and was chairman of Blue Buffalo Pet Products until its 2015 IPO. He is a trustee emeritus of Connecticut College and is the chairman of Action Against Hunger. A very impressive and vast CV, to be sure, and today we are going to focus on the last honorable mention in my introduction, Ray's involvement with the nonprofit organization Action Against Hunger. Ray, thank you so much for being here with us. I'd like to start by asking you to give our listeners an overview on the work of Action Against Hunger. Thank you, Nicole. I think it's fantastic that you're doing this podcast series to shed light on worthwhile causes and to provide inspiration to your clients about how they can get involved. The cause that I feel most passionate about is global hunger. If you look at the past few decades, the world has made remarkable progress when it comes to hunger. Action Against Hunger has been at the forefront of this effort. The proportion of malnourished children has been cut in half over the past 30 years. That's remarkable. So let me say it again. There are 50% fewer malnourished children today than they were in 1990. But here, what's alarming, over the past five years, the number of people suffering from hunger has been increasing. Conflict, climate shocks, and now COVID are all contributing to a rise in hunger around the world. This translates into almost 700 million people who suffer from hunger. The poorest of the poor, those living on less than $2 a day, are the most at risk of deadly hunger. And the youngest children are most vulnerable. Research shows that the make-or-break window in a child's life is their first 1,000 days from conception to their second birthday. In this time period, there is both immense vulnerability and incredible opportunity to give a child a better chance at not only surviving, but thriving. 
in this critical window, well-nourished children develop physically, cognitively, and emotionally, while poorly nourished children cannot. This is more than a child's height and weight. It's about developing their lifelong capacities to think, reason, learn, remember, and make good judgments. We need to save lives so that every child has the opportunity to reach their potential. The good news is we have the power to save lives. Action Against Hunger is the world's hunger specialist and leader in a movement that aims to end life-threatening hunger for good within our lifetimes. For more than 40 years, we have been on the front lines, both preventing and treating hunger. Currently, we work in more than 45 countries around the world, spanning Central and South America, Sub-Saharan Africa, the Middle East, Southern and Southeast Asia. So we have a large geographical footprint. We work in the countries most affected by hunger and in the hardest to reach areas. We have developed highly effective treatments that can bring a child about to die from hunger to full health in just six weeks. 90% of the children who complete our hunger treatment are cured. But sadly, fewer than one in three severely malnourished children can access hunger treatment. And Action Against Hunger's goal is to change this and to reach every child in need of treatment. We believe this can be accomplished in our lifetime. Last year alone, we reached over 17 million people. Thank you so much, Ray. You know, the fact that these numbers are moving in the wrong direction after so much progress is certainly concerning. Can you provide an example of the work being done by Action Against Hunger? Sure. Here's an example. In northern Ethiopia, more than 90% of the population depends on farming or herding cows or goats. These communities depend on an adequate supply of fodder for the livestock. But the land to grow the fodder is getting scarcer, especially with climate change contributing to unpredictable rainfall and recurrent droughts. So we have introduced a simple solution to grow grass feed with very little soil and with more efficient use of water. I heard about one family that's using this technique. Their goats are now healthier and provide an ample supply of nutritious milk for their young children and enough surplus to sell into the markets. With the proceeds, they can buy more food for their family. The older son is now able to attend school. Why? Because he no longer needs to spend hours each day walking with the goats in search of grass. So you see, holistic solutions to hunger can unlock opportunities for education, promote gender equality, and give more children the chance to tap into their potential and participate fully in this world. We need more change makers now than ever. Thank you for sharing this detail, Ray. It's incredibly important for our listeners to better understand this issue, even if they have not experienced it firsthand. How did you first get involved with Action Against Hunger, and why did this particular mission compel you to action? Well, about 20 years ago, my investment firm acquired Weight Watchers, and I became its chairman. Weight Watchers makes money by helping people have access to too much food control their intake. So I felt I wanted to use some of that money to help those who did not have access to enough food. A couple of friends were on the board of Action Against Hunger and I was drawn in. As an investor, I soon found out that addressing hunger provides the best return on a charity dollar. Every dollar invested in hunger yields up to a $16 return. Of course, a child's life is measured by more than dollars and cents 
but we know that hunger treatment is both cost-efficient and effective. A full course of treatment, which can bring a child from medical crisis to full health in about six weeks, costs about $50. Two years ago, I had the opportunity to personally witness our work on a visit to the Mumbai slums in India. You might be surprised to hear that in India, despite the country's recent rapid development, about 38% of young children still suffer from stunted growth and development due to lack of nutrition. Again, this means they might not only be shorter and physically weaker, but their social and reasoning skills could also be impaired. And these are lifelong consequences. Walking from tiny house to tiny house in those slums, seeing how each housewife was welcoming our Action Against Hunger team member as a friend, eager to learn and implement techniques to improve their family and children's nutrition, I was really moved by the authentic personal connections we have with the people we serve each day. This work is not just about ensuring that people have nutrition, but they get treated with kindness and respect, something we all aspire to. Indeed it is. As you describe, Action Against Hunger is already helping the most vulnerable. How has the pandemic made this work even more urgent, and how has it affected the issue of food security? And in the U.S., we've seen how low-income communities are being hit the hardest by the economic impact of the pandemic. Similarly, around the world, it's the poorest of the poor who are being most affected. For people already living on the edge, the pandemic is pushing them over the edge. In addition to the immediate health impacts of the virus, the global pandemic is causing poverty levels to soar and hunger to rise. Why? Now people are losing their jobs. They have less money to feed their families. Children are missing free lunches at school. And in many countries, food prices have gone up. The United Nations warns that 130 million additional people could be left hungry because of COVID-19. We can't let that happen, not when we know how to predict and prevent hunger. After decades of progress, experts say that child mortality could now increase for the first time in 60 years. We're working hard to prevent that from happening. These numbers are staggering, and as you say, there is much we can do to prevent additional catastrophes among the most vulnerable. So how has the pandemic changed or impacted the work of the organization, and what would be important for our listeners to learn and understand? By the start of the pandemic, Action Against Hunger quickly mobilized to respond in three ways, to prevent the virus, treat it, and to maintain our life-saving nutrition programs. So first, COVID prevention. To keep people healthy, we ramped up programs that educate communities about hand washing and improve access to clean water. For frontline workers, Action Against Hunger has been sourcing protective gear, training them in infection control, and providing psychological first aid to support their mental health under extremely challenging circumstances. Second, COVID treatment. In some hard-to-reach communities, Action Against Hunger is the only organization providing health services. Remember, acute hunger is a medical issue. So we pivoted to apply our medical expertise to the pandemic. In Somalia, for example, we are supporting the country's few quarantine hospitals. And third, ongoing nutrition programs. Even as Action Against Hunger prevents and treats COVID-19, we need to prevent and treat hunger because so far, 
hunger is even more deadly than COVID-19. In the places where we work, malnutrition kills thousands every day. Ray, let's pivot and talk about your role as board chair. What would you say are your most important responsibilities, and how does the board support the efforts of Action Against Hunger? Well, it's been such a privilege to chair the board of this remarkable organization. I'm continually inspired by how much this team does with sometimes very limited resources, and I'm moved by their dedication. As board chair, some of my key responsibilities include First, making sure we have the right executive team in place. I'm especially thrilled to have recruited Dr. Charles Owuba, CEO, a year and a half ago. Charles grew up in a poor family in Ghana and overcame all the odds to become the head of a major NGO. He has the empathy, the expertise, and the leadership skills to make a huge difference. Second, closely supporting the CEO and executive leadership on strategy and organizational direction. I serve as a sounding board for key organizational decisions. And of course, fundraising. Any board has a serious fiduciary duty to ensure the organization is not only well-run, but also well-resourced. And in this case, lives literally hang in the balance. Board members also should be a megaphone for the organization. Every year, more children die from hunger than the global total of COVID-19 deaths so far this year. It's an unimaginable human tragedy, and one we can prevent. So I want our board to help inspire action by serving as this organization's greatest champions. Every October, I love inviting my friends and colleagues to Action Against Hunger's annual New York Gala, which is a night of inspiration and hope. We can't have that event this year due to COVID, so I'm finding new ways to spread the word, including through this exciting UBS partnership. You really bring to light the importance of board service. What would you say to people who are considering nonprofit board service, but perhaps hesitate because they don't think they have relevant or transferable knowledge or skills from what they do professionally, especially if they work outside of the nonprofit sector? Well, if some of you would like to explore nonprofit board service, my advice is to find a cause you're passionate about. If you have deep experience in almost any sector, whether it be finance, the law, communications, marketing, supply chain management, or anything else, you can figure out how to leverage those skills to serve a nonprofit. I'm proud of how efficient Action Against Hunger is in managing our programs. 93 cents per dollar go directly to our high-impact programs, making it one of the highest-rated charities in the world. And saving lives as a powerful ROI and serving on a nonprofit board can be extremely rewarding. Board service is a serious commitment of time and energy, but I have personally found the experience to be meaningful and fulfilling. My friends and colleagues know this because I've gotten many of them involved as well. Thank you, Ray. I'd like to turn the conversation to include the UBS Optimist Foundation and our partnership with Action Against Hunger. First, let me provide a few details for our listeners about the UBS Optimist Foundation. It was founded 20 years ago in Switzerland to help UBS clients with their philanthropy. And indeed today, UBS is still the only wealth management firm that has a client interfacing foundation. The mission of the foundation historically has been to help the most vulnerable children around the world. 
and remove the barriers that prevent them from reaching their fullest potential. This has always included three primary pillars or areas of focus, children's health, their education, and their protection. We also created an emergency fund several years in to help mobilize support in response to natural disasters and humanitarian crises. And our recent COVID-19 response fund is an example of that. Most recently, the UBS Optimist Foundation is now building out a fourth area of focus, environment and climate change. And the rationale behind this is that it is the same vulnerable populations that are at the forefront of experiencing the negative impacts of climate change. The UBS Optimist Foundation takes a holistic approach to addressing needs and supports programs that have the potential to create large-scale systemic impact. Clients co-invest alongside us in, su in supporting vetted programs that meet our criteria and work towards affecting systemic change. In this sense, the UBS Optimist Foundation is a true differentiator for us as a firm and for our clients. We created a podcast that introduces the UBS Optimist Foundation should listeners want to learn more about our, our work and how we engage with clients. So, Ray, I mentioned that we created a COVID-19 response fund, and Action Against Hunger is an Optimist Foundation grant recipient for the work in this area. Can you tell us more about this partnership? Uh, first, I'd like to thank you, Nicole, everyone at UBS, and all of your clients for this partnership which couldn't have come at a more critical time. So on behalf of UBS clients and employees, the UBS Optimist Foundation is providing a general $500,000 matching grant to Action Against Hunger. This funding is being offered as a one-for-one -one match for any gifts made by UBS clients and employees via the UBS Optimist Foundation. It can result in up to an additional $500,000 for a potential total of $1 million for action against hunger. If the UBS takes advantage of this opportunity, and I hope they will, it will allow us to reach almost 90,000 people. The grant is focused on East Africa, specifically Kenya and Uganda, because East Africa has the highest rate of malnutrition in the world. Almost 31% of the population is malnourished. The UBS Optimist Foundation grant will help avert a hunger pandemic and enable Action Against Hunger to continue its essential programs promoting health and livelihoods. The human needs have never been greater, yet governments and institutional donors are pulling back, meaning that leadership from UBS is especially important. The campaign runs through November 30th of this year. UBS and Action Against Hunger are actively seeking additional partners so we hope every listener will participate. Without a massive ramp up in support, COVID-19 could cause an additional 10,000 children globally to die each month due to hunger. East Africa is most at risk, and the UBS Optimist Foundation grant is focused on programs in East Africa that have proven effective. So together, we can inspire hope and save lives. Thank you for sharing the details of this campaign, Ray. We are very excited about this partnership. Any final thoughts for our listeners on Action Against Hunger? Well, it's hard to be certain of anything these days, but there are three things I remain sure of. One, compassion and kindness are the best investments we can make in each other and our world. Two, we cannot lose hope. The world has made remarkable progress on this issue and we can end hunger in our lifetimes. Hunger is preventable and treatable. 
there's no reason any child should die of hunger today. Three, it's up to all of us to take action. If what I shared resonated with you today, please talk to your family and friends about this issue. Check out actionagainsthunger.org or follow us on social media. Nicole can tell you more about how to support Action Against Hunger through the UBS Optimus Foundation Partnership. Thank you so much for your time and thoughtful contributions today, Ray. We hope our listeners have a better understanding of the critical urgency around food insecurity and hunger. As I mentioned earlier, UBS is the only wealth management firm that has a client interfacing foundation. Listeners can visit us at www.ubs.com forward slash Optimus to learn more. And Optimus is spelled O-P-T-I-M-U-S. We also always encourage clients to speak with their UBS financial advisor to learn more about all the ways in which our family advisory and philanthropy services team works with clients on articulating and activating their philanthropic passions. Thank you for listening. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services, Inc. offers investment advisory service in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, different in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products or services we offer. A small number of our financial advisors are not permitted to offer advisory services to you and can only work with you directly as UBS broker-dealer representatives. Your financial advisor will let you know if this is the case, and if you desire advisory services, we will be happy to refer you to another financial advisor who can help you. Our agreements and disclosures will inform you about whether we and our financial advisors are acting in our capacity as an investment advisor or broker-dealer. For more information, please review the PDF document at UBS.com forward slash relationship summary.